You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to What's New with Wired. It's Thursday, January 13th. Today, we're talking about yesterday's milestone ruling by a federal judge in the antitrust case against Facebook. Before we get into today's top story, remember to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, glossy visions of an autonomous future always seem just out of reach, but two insiders say the technology is available on farms and on clear, dry streets. Checking in on Wired Science, are you wondering exactly how to prepare your children for a changing world? We've got some resources that can help. And on Wired Security, your iPhone now gives you lots of transparency into what your downloads are up to. We have what you need to look out for. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. Tuesday, federal judge James E. Boesberg ruled that the Federal Trade Commission's effort to break up Facebook could move forward. The case itself is far from decided, but by blessing the FTC's theory that a monopoly can harm consumers even when its product is free, the judge has signaled that Facebook and other tech platforms are not invincible. It's a big turnaround from last summer. In June, Boesberg, a judge on the United States District Court for the District of Columbia, granted Facebook's motion to dismiss the case. The company has since rebranded itself as Meta Platforms, but Facebook remains the named defendant. The problem, he held, was that the FTC, which is seeking to reverse Facebook's acquisitions of Instagram and WhatsApp, hadn't provided any evidence that the company was a monopoly. But in that same ruling, Boesberg gave a clear blueprint for how to revive the case, All the government had to do was provide evidence that Facebook has a dominant share of the social networking market. Two months later, the agency filed a new complaint stuffed with data points from Comscore, an analytics firm that Facebook itself uses, suggesting that the company dominates the market under a variety of metrics, daily active users, monthly active users, and user time spent. The new evidence seems to have impressed Boesberg. In short, he writes in his latest ruling, the FTC has done its homework this time around. The market share data doesn't quite settle matters on its own. The FTC, Boesberg notes, also has to show that Facebook's alleged monopoly has been bad for consumers. This is where the ruling gets interesting. 
From the beginning, the movement to wield antitrust law against companies like Facebook and Google has faced a major obstacle. How do you show that consumers are harmed by companies whose core offerings are free, or in Amazon's case, famously cheap? Antitrust law is technically not about prices, but since the late 1970s, judges have tended to interpret it as if it were. The standard way to argue against a corporate merger is to show that it would lead to higher prices. See, for example, the beef industry. In recent years, legal thinkers, including FTC chair Lena Khan, have been developing another way to think about the harm of tech monopolies. When there's no competition, companies will be free to do things that users don't like and will feel less pressure to improve their products. The scholar Dina Srinivasan, for example, has argued that Facebook lowered its users' privacy standards once it defeated early rivals like MySpace. The FTC included that theory in its brief, plus several others. Facebook's dominance, it argued, has also allowed the company to pack users' feeds with more ads. And the FTC noted Facebook killed its own in-house photo-sharing app once it purchased Instagram, suggesting that consumers would have more choices if the two companies had remained rivals. Until now, it has been an open question whether these non-price theories will succeed in court, which is why it's a big deal that Bozberg seems to have accepted them. In short, he wrote, the FTC alleges that even though Facebook's acquisitions of Instagram and WhatsApp did not lead to higher prices, they did lead to poorer services and less choice for consumers. It is a really prominent, important, and uncommon endorsement of that non-price market idea, said Rebecca Allensworth, a professor at Vanderbilt Law School. I think it's pretty devastating for Facebook. Note that Bozberg refers to what the FTC alleges. The agency will still have to prove its case at trial in Bozberg's court. Whether it can do so, the judge noted, is anyone's guess, and may come down to which side hires more convincing expert witnesses. Facebook will argue that its acquisitions have benefited consumers. Our investments in Instagram and WhatsApp transformed them into what they are today, the company said in a statement. They have been good for competition and good for the people and businesses that choose to use our products. The important point for now is that a judge on one of the most important federal courts in the country has put his stamp of approval at least on the theory of non-price harm. If other courts follow suit, the impact won't be limited to Facebook. The underlying logic about lack of competition for free or cheap services could apply to Google Search, Amazon Retail, or Apple's App Store, all of which are in the midst of defending themselves from various antitrust suits or some yet-to-be-sued dominant platform. The court was not tripped up by the fact that Facebook's offering is free, said Paul Swanson, an antitrust attorney in Denver. That's an important principle for antitrust enforcement against big tech. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from Wired.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.